Uh, we have a uh, special guest. Uh, his name is Ricky Cotton. He comes to us, uh, he's local. Uh, he teaches at Southeastern University, uh, where I also teach. Uh, Dr. Cotton is a professor of English. Um, how can I describe him, though? When I first came uh, to Lakeland 14 years ago, uh, I, I met him, and he has become a mentor in a variety of ways, not just professionally, but also spiritually. He's a good friend, and I would even uh, call him a spiritual father. So much of what I feel that I have gotten to know God has been kind of through Ricky's influence. So it's an honor for me and a privilege uh, to introduce him to you and to introduce you all, Oasis Community Church, uh, to him. So if you would, please welcome Ricky Cotton. Well, it's an honor and a privilege and a delight to be able to be here. And then a second honor and privilege to be able to talk to you about a way of relating to the scripture that is primary, that is, comes first, that it's the heart of everything else uh, that we might gain from the scripture, that we might seek to apply, seek to incarnate from the scripture. So the uh, main title then is Praying the Scriptures, and a subtitle would be Practicing Intimacy with God. It's, uh, it's one of three major ways of growing in our intimacy, our depth, our heart knowledge, our ears of the heart kind of relationship. To, to, the, to God and then to the Scripture, which is the fundamental way or the primary way that we gain all these language, this concept, and these stories. But first and foremost, it's heart. It's heart. So one of the stories I like to tell whenever I talk on this subject, uh, repeat, is, is about a man who, uh, whose marriage was in trouble and he sought out some marital advice from one of the elders of the church. My wife thinks this story is a little corny. And she said, why do you always want to tell that? But here it goes anyway, all right? In spite of my wife's counsel, and she's right here. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right in front of her. So, so this guy went to the church elder and he said, I, I'm having some trouble in my marriage. I can't seem to understand my wife, can't anticipate her. I just, I don't have a sense of where she's coming from. So the elder said, listen you're going to have to learn to listen to her. I mean really listen, not just listen with your mind, but listen with your, your heart. So the man took the advice to, to his heart. He returned after a month and he reported back to the elder that he had really learned to listen to every word his wife said. Every word. The elder said, well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, now you can do the most important thing. You go home. And you listen to every word that she is not saying. You listen to every word that she is not saying. So that's the kind of relationship that we want to have first and foremost, primarily, is this ability to intuit, uh, to sense, to flow with, to commune with the Spirit who inspired the Word of God, the Spirit who brought us into existence, this ability to be in communion with the, with the Spirit, even as we engage the Word. The Spirit isn't, uh, the Bible's inspired, we say, yes. That means God breathed. It means God is present in it. And He needs to be present for us. We need to have this experience of His presence as we engage the Scripture, that we are not just encountering words, ideas, information, stories, poems. We're encountering a person. 
We're encountering the person of the living God through this exercise of engaging the Scripture. So there are all the ways that we might read the Scripture are certainly important. Bible study, reading through the Bible in a year or two years, uh, any number of things, learning the history, understanding the various literary devices, all important, all part of the array of how we relate to this primary book, this book of ours. It is our book. So uh, another principle then, as we, um, as we look at this, this is a scripture from Revelation 2. And Jesus there is speaking about the church in Ephesus. Might sound a little bit like Oasis. See if it does. I know your deeds, your hard work, your perseverance. You have persevered and have endured many hardships. But I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. So, maybe not Oasis, surely not. But, some of us occasionally do have this problem of kind of forgetting the most important thing, forgetting the first thing, this heart-to-heart -heart communion. It has to be done daily. It has to be practiced. So, we have to learn to slow down, be present, be aware, receive the Word, receive the Spirit, let it do its work inside of us. Don't be checking the phone. Don't be wondering uh, when that phone call is going to come through. But for some minutes, have this relationship, this dynamic, where you're truly with the person that you're spending time with, supposedly, to actually actualize this dynamic. So this heart part. So just a few scriptures. I'm just going to hit you with a barrage of scriptures that kind of lays this principle out. Uh, sometimes we forget that the Bible uh, does consider it important that we have this heart-to-heart -heart communion. So Jesus said, uh, when he was asked, uh, what is the greatest commandment of the law? He said, it's to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So we're supposed to be doing that first, right? If it's the first and greatest commandment, we should do that first. Let me read that again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. See what's first? And your soul and your mind. John 17. This is the kind of intimacy, the kind of closeness he wants. He was a radical, by the way, this Jesus guy. This is what he said. My prayer, he's praying now, not, not just for the people in front of him. He's praying for us. We can be part of answering Jesus' prayer. He says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through the message of my followers, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. So he wants us to be one with one another, one with the Father, one with the Spirit in the same way that Jesus is one with the Father. Quite a vision he has. Quite a vision. He also said, if, if you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to you if you ask for it? John 4.24, he said, God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. Psalm 37, 7, the psalmist was in on this business. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. Psalm 62, for God alone 
My soul waits in silence. Psalm 131, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother. And the Apostle Paul, he had some of these same sentiments, some of these same, these same feelings. He said, among us, Christ is all and is in all. So we have to practice this heart-to-heart -heart awareness, this ears-of-the-heart hearing in order to realize that that in, in God we are one and we can sense his presence and action in each and every person. Be responsive, be attentive to it. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And then you remember the fruit that emerges from this walking in the Spirit, communing in the Spirit, being fully present to the Spirit, in the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Well, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, but this is the direction I'm, I'm wanting to go, and I need your help. I need your encouragement, your reinforcement. This is not a Lone Ranger thing. We have to do this together. We have to practice, and we need to keep in mind what, what the voice of God is saying, what the presence of God is doing in and among and through us. So the scripture is inspired, yes, and that means God is breathing in it right now. God is breathing in it today. We want to have inspired ears and inspired hearts. So again, this is a little saying I'm always boring my students with. Slow down. Be present. Be aware. Develop depth. And we want to do this without drama. Please don't fall out under the Spirit today. I mean, if you really have to, okay, we'll, we'll work with it. But the Spirit of the prophet is under the control of the prophet. And uh, I'm saying all of that to say, this is a time instead of for drama or for emotionality, and I'm not against those things at all. I'm actually kind of an emotional guy. I have some problems with that sometime, in fact. But I learn to be still to be present, to lay aside the drama, to lay aside the active mind that's always remembering or planning or commenting or wondering about this is going to be over or whatever. Let that go. Let it be uh, something I'll engage after this time of just being present, of communing. So we want to do that with a scripture, and I'm going to talk about a simple method for praying the scriptures. So I believe they're going to put the slide up here. Have they done it? Uh, they're, they're about to. Look at this. Praying the Scripture. And the first, we're going to do four readings. So there are going to be four steps. No, let's don't call them steps. That sounds too methodical. It sounds like too much technique. Let's call them moments where we're going to be present to the Scripture in a particular way. Come at it from a particular angle. And, and this method of praying the Scriptures comes to us from across the centuries. The church has been doing this kind of practice, looking at Scripture from these four angles, these four dimensions, these four moments, for hundreds of years. Quite often in our circles, we, we certainly know that we're supposed to be doing our Bible devotions, but we kind of have forgotten that there's maybe some moments, some principles, some ways of coming at it, some things that maybe we ought to be open to happening, having happen. So the first one we want to talk about is listening to the Word of God. 
Uh, and what we mean by this is you're looking simply for a word or a phrase. For this, this practice of praying the scripture, we're not talking about a large portion of scripture, probably six verses at most, and I think I've, I've hit the max for the scripture we chose today. Six verses at most. So you're listening simply for a word or phrase, that something that just kind of catches your attention, that you feel kind of drawn to, you feel some warmth about, you, you wish God would make that true or real or powerful in your life. So we'll, we'll read the scripture the first time. This will be after we commit the, the little exercise, the little order of service together. We'll read the scripture the first time and we'll have a minute of silence, this business of slowing down, being present opening both our spirit and our mind to the Word and the Spirit. So have a minute of silence, and then I'll just invite anyone uh, that wants to. We could have four or five voices maybe come to voice. It's good to hear people. It's good to hear what people are saying. We can't let everyone do that, obviously, in a group this size, but it's, it's a good practice. So we'll let four or five, and we can just hear what stands out to them. It has a multiplication effect, a reinforcing effect as we hear from them. Then we'll have the second, the second reading of the scripture. And uh, this, this we will call reflecting on the word of God. And by that we mean we're, we're listening for sort of the message or the, the insight or the impression that comes to us is what we're, what we're trying to be open to. And we'll have a minute of silence to let that settle to kind of be sure that we are being present to it not simply moving on to the next verse, moving on to the next idea. This is not primarily ideas this, for this part, for this kind of uh, way of relating to the Scripture. But it's, it's primarily spiritual impressions, spiritual emphases, spiritual intuitions. So we read it again. We have a minute of silence. And then I invite a few voices to come to expression. And they, they have to keep it short. And there's no crosstalk, no dialogue whenever we're doing this as a group. Uh, but, but we can just kind of hear that people are being touched by God. No drama, no hype, no emotionality, but in simplicity, they're being touched. So we'll let those four or five people speak, and then we'll move on to the third reading. So the third reading is responding to the Word of God. But what we really mean here is praying in response. What is the prayer of your heart in response to, to this slowed-down experience? this more focused experience, this meditative experience. What is, what is the response of your heart? We'll have the minute of silence, and then we'll just invite people to express their prayer to God, but in the, but in the midst of the people of God. Again, it's, there's something supportive. Obviously, we're praying that people will be able to have this, this thing come to pass, come to reality, or at least to move in, in the direction in which it is moving us, calling us, in which we're journeying. So read it that third time, and I'll give the instructions here. I'll facilitate us through it. The minute of silence, and then invited to, to come to voice a handful of us. And then we'll have the fourth reading. The fourth reading is resting in the Word of God. Resting in the Spirit, we might think of. And this is where you just kind of bask in the, in the experience of the Word and the Spirit and the being slowed down and being worked on in faith, in simplicity, by the Spirit of God. Not a dramatic time. You notice the whole service has been kind of quieter. They kind of said, 
we know what Ricky wants to do up there. We're just going to kind of slow things down. We're going to be a little quieter. Every aspect of the service has been that way. So I, I really thank those that put the service to get together today. So this last, this last uh, response, resting, resting in the Spirit, resting in the Word of God, not so much thinking about the individual words anymore, but simply letting the Spirit kind of work it in us, just kind of being there, just kind of resting. Not a bad phrase, resting, resting in the Spirit. Now, this is a, primarily over the centuries has been an individual practice, a private practice, but it's been adapted for the church, usually in small groups, but occasionally in groups like this. And when I got the invitation, I just couldn't say no. I said, man, 250 people, yes, I get to do this. It's, so it's different. You wouldn't usually do this with 250, but you can do it. We can be still. We can be present. We can let it happen. And then you can think about this. And, and, and in your own private practice, in particular, you wouldn't necessarily have to have all four moments. It might be that the Spirit would have you linger over one or two of those moments, and you might not get to the other, the other couple of moments. It's just kind of hard to say in your private time. But when you do it as a group, probably you need some, some order to it. You need, you need to kind of move it. But we realize we're compromising so that we can do it together. So praying the Scriptures, listening to the Word of God, read it once, a minute of silence, some commentaries from the, from the congregation. The second reading, reflecting on the Word of God, read it a minute of silence, some commentaries. Responding to the Word of God is the third reading. We're looking for the prayer of response. What do we want to say back to God? He has spoken to us. He has given His Word to us. What, do we, what word do we want to give back to Him? And you can certainly do this in your heart, whether you speak it aloud, whether you speak it aloud or not. And then the fourth reading, again, read it, and then we'll just do two minutes of silence after that. Sometimes that's really hard for Americans to simply sit still with silence for two minutes. But I have faith in you. I, I, I believe you can do it. It's hard. It's hard, but we can do it. So, Robbie, does this seem like, like what we do? We, we've done this practice once a week together, Robbie and I and, and some others in the group, for many years uh, out at Southeastern. We would meet in the afternoons once a week to do this. I found it deeply uh, kind of community building as well as deepening our relationship to God. So let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all the ways you relate to us, all the ways you work in our lives. And God, I thank you for this call to us to slow down and be open, to meditate on your word, not merely to process it as an informational text, but to just be present to it in the Spirit, by the power of the Spirit. Have your way in this, in simplicity, but in genuineness. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.